I don't believe in illusion. I believe in the illusion that comes from the text. And I try not to illustrate on top of that. I am Ricardo Hernandez, I'm a scenic designer. I know this sounds like a contradiction and wrong to say, but I just don't like scenery. I, what I like is something that has its own visual power that allows the play to happen. I try not to get on top of the play. And I don't believe in that kind of, you know, like proppy decoration. I, I, I gravitate to something more based on the, 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 big, the big idea and how it's implemented by the actors. I was born in Cuba, but I grew up in, uh, in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. And my father was an opera singer. When I was a little kid, all I wanted to do was sing opera because I, I was raised in that world. Then my voice changed. I would say that by the age of 10, I really wanted to pursue a career in set design. One of the operas that I saw when I, when I was a little kid was designed by Ming Choli, who's the head of the design program here at Yale. I think it was my first opera ever, actually. And eventually I just gravitated, finished my undergrad, and gra I applied to Yale and came to Yale. And, and then I reminded Ming, my teacher, that I had seen one of his operas at, in, in, in Buenos Aires. And he was shocked. It was like, oh, no, no, that was horrible. It was like, you know, he did not like the production. But I, I told him, listen, I was a kid, and I thought it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. After I graduated, all I wanted to do was opera. But little by little, you know, I, I started entering the world of musicals. I did Bring in the Noise, Bring in the Funk with George C. Wolfe, and then I did Parade with Hal Prince. Um, it's just how things just, you know, life led to meeting all these incredible directors. So I was, I'm very fortunate. The first meeting with the director is always about how should we do it? Why are we doing this play right now? So, you know, little by little you start formulating this three-dimensional uh, world. And there comes a point in time where you have to like, you know, draw it, give it to the shop so they start building. But that process can take up to, to, um, to a year. And once you finalize the, the set design in model form, it's only the first step. It really, everything changes by the time you get here. Here we are at the El Rep, and tonight is the opening of Coltes's The Battle of Black and Dogs. The director of this play is uh, Robert Woodruff, and one of the things that we wanted to do with this play is to be as simple as possible in a very aggressive way, to depict a very cold, inhuman world. There was something about this play that has to do with the imposition of culture. I felt very strongly that I needed to gut, to like really re expose the room in a very honest way. So what I loved is that we could actually take the stage com out completely and expose it, which you see right now. And on top of it, to create this layer of adding things, and it's all structural. It's real steel I-beams, the floor is glass. So when the actors are on stage, they can actually see through this other pit to almost get the sense that there's no, uh, that no, nothing is grounded. These are lost souls in a very inhuman world. What Robert Woodruff kept talking about, which is very interesting to me, was the notion of light. Characters talking about being outside the light, inside the light. And 
the one thing that I knew it was that it was not stage light. It had to be something else, more brutal. And little by little, we came up with this notion of it's almost like a boxing ring, ring with this massive weapon-like hands. And that idea came from the, the notion of the uh, sewers, because it's part of the play. So we inverted that idea, and they really put out a lot of light to the point that it's blinding. And it creates this alienating, uh, uncanny world. So you see this, the, the smallness and the loneliness of these people in this, in this inhuman, cold space. I'm working with a, a new play at the Atlantic Theater that David Spjornsson is directing. The most important part for me is being in the tech rehearsal with the director and all the components of the team. Uh, lighting, sound, clothing, everything. It's the one time when you put everything together, when you, when you discover things. This play takes place during World War II in the Channel Islands, and it's during the German occupation. David, the director, asked that famous question, where are we? How do we present this island? He, and he also felt that we, we needed to feel the compression the, 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 of occupation. And we did, again, a lot of research, and I found these really disturbing, massive concrete bunkers that the Germans had. And I felt somehow that that needed to be part of the world. And again, in that, what we did is we basically took everything out, and it's the raw space. But we put this disjointed, massive concrete wall, and this deck that's almost like a floating island that is collapsing and falling apart. And it's on a very extreme break. Everything is angled, like destroyed, like their lives have been turned upside down. Um, and I think it's exciting because it's, you walk into a room, and the set is really not telling you much, except that it becomes alive when you hear the first sound, the first words. To do justice to the text, you have to create an honest space. And sometimes it's based on architecture, uh, materials, uh, but mostly it, there's got to be some kind of a, a idea that frames the piece. I love the anxiety that it creates, you know, it's an unknown. It, it's really terrifying and you can't preconceive anything. So I love, I, I thrive that challenge. I, I think the day that goes, it's over. I, I need that uh, mystery.